Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Miles Spade. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice show where we take your sticky, sexy situation to Whoa, turn them into sexy. I don't know what happened there. Your worst one yet. That was my worst one. It's because I said, I usually say we're a dating and sex advice podcast. Mm-hmm. But I said show. And then all the S's that were in my body wanted to come out all at once. Mm-hmm. And well, we are a 60 podcast or whatever you fucking said. A sticky, we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we are a sex and dating advice podcast, and we find questions either roaming the wild or we get them from our wonderful listeners. We answer them right here, right now, as a team, for you, with you, in you, your ears. And guess what? What? In the future, which will be the present of this podcast, we will be doing our first live show in a, a smattering of days. It's true. For all you who might enjoy going out and having a wild time with some cool people, great drinks, and uh, funny questions, and you two boys, it's February 16th. It is in Black Sheep Cocktail Bar in Liberty Village. It is at Doors Are at 8, and it is free, and it's going to be fucking great. It's free. Yeah, free is a good thing. Free is great. Now, I will say, uh, space is very limited, and space and tables are snatched up Almost entirely. There's a few tables left. I think there's one or two tables left. And then we've opened up the bar seating to reservations as well. So you can still snag your spot for sure. But once those are gone, it'll be standing room and whatever we can muster up at the time. Uh, So if you do want to come, if you think you're coming, do not be like, ah, there'll be space for me because there probably won't be. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been running out of room in a, in a flattering rate, actually. So thank you to everyone who has already booked, and I'm fucking hype. It's gonna be fun. I'm terrified. I'm gonna fuck up the sexy sticky part. God, yeah, because you never do that on this. Oh wait, I know. Let's I'll write it down for you if you want. No, that it would just make it worse. <laughs> Are you ready for a question? Uh, yeah. Before we get into it, I want to talk about. I'm not a neat freak. But my desk right now, like my my whole studio space right now is a Mm -hmm. fucking disaster. And it's stressing me out so much. Well, if you want to clean it, we could just put that recording on instead of, uh, yeah, well, we'll just hear the the dulcet tones of you clicking and clacking all your your general mess off each other. I'll go get coffee. So I've got, here's what I've got on my desk right now. I have... Uh, a, a chunky cable knit sweater, much like a, a Knives Out Chris Evans look okay. that exactly I've worn. What I was thinking, maybe once because yep. I hung it up incorrectly and it's fucked the shoulders up. I've got the uh, case that sure, I have. Sure, my, wait, surely there's a way to fix that. Say I by hanging so. it properly. No, okay. it's like it stretched the the fabric out. Damn, um, I fucked up that sweater. I fucked it up so good. Uh, what's this? What's under here? I got a spool of twine. Why? I have my my roll box for uh, uh, No Quest for the Wicked. The first thing that made sense. I've got a box of tissues, also okay. Yeah, we all know what that's for. A video monitor. 
I have a, a battery from my DSLR camera. I have a bunch of C clamps, uh, a whole shit ton of loose dice. I uh, will say mil- nothing is going to convince people to come to the show quite like you listing the <laughs> things on your desk instead of us doing the podcast. It's there's just so much shit, Nile. But it's your fault. How did it happen? It's no one's fault but yours. It's true. Like, I don't know what you want me to say, dude. I've there, there's you- some fucking advice. Get your shit together. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's do this show. No, it's too late. Now we're talking about your desk-related problems. Yeah, I've got pillow covers. There's a shoebox filled with paints. You don't even paint shit. I used to. Yeah, used to, being the operative word. Yeah, you know what actually happened is when we were in your house doing the hot wings, I snuck a bunch of crap in your your closet. So I got all the boys. It was like the scene in Shawshank where like you have the sand and the dirt in your pants and you walk around. We were doing that, but with just generic shit. You know how hard it is to fit a box full of paints in your pants? <laughs> I've got two framed pictures. Okay, it's question time. And this one's by Wiener Eater 5000 so. Hell yeah. Uh, girl I'm dating just told me she puked on a car as a joke. Not really sure how to handle this. Been dating her two to three weeks. She's 27. I'm 25. Male. She said her friend lied about not being able to hang out, so her and her other friend went over there and puked on their car as a joke. Then she unsent the message and said it was funny until she sent it, and then she regretted it. But I saw what she sent before she unsent it. What do I do? <laughs> this is someone he's dating? Two to three weeks, yes. I think that you have been given a great gift as an insight into this person, who this person is. And I don't necessarily think that this is all bad because, Hey, did you all, did you find this joke funny? Did you think, ha ha, she got him. She sure (laughs) showed him. Cause Hey, maybe you guys are compatible in that sense. Maybe you guys both think throwing up on things. is a funny joke that you both can like giggle and laugh at. But also if you're not into it, you have learned that maybe this person is a little more immature than you. Or I, I think there's something fundamentally wrong with someone who throws up on purpose because it is I can't think of like a, a body act that is less enjoyable. A lot of people. OK, well, that's it's spicy waters to say people who throw up on purpose is uh, there's something wrong with them, even though it is a condition. But, you know, you you know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like tactfully. Yes. (laughs) No, I know. I know what you mean. You don't enjoy that sensation. My thing is you're if you're throwing up on purpose, it's because you either have an eating disorder or some other issue. But if you don't have it really funny. Yeah. Or if you don't have an eating disorder, you've then decided like, hey, you know what? Actually, I'd like to do throw up on this car. And I think that is pretty fucked up. It's kind of funny. (laughs) It's kind of awful. I like. The funny thing is, there's a few things here because, like, she might have been a wild child or an idiot or had weird friends or whatever, and she could be different now. But she did tell you about it now, and then she took it back. <laughs> so there's a lot going on here. If yeah, Dayton makes a good point. If you're into it, if you find this funny, great. If it's not a deal breaker for you, you do have information. If it is a deal breaker for you, then deal broken. Great. Just be like, hey. So I once was seeing someone, and I had. Probably one of the best first dates I've ever had with this person. We had a blast. It was great. And then shortly after, she messaged me being like, hey, don't judge me. I'm like out taking a bunch of MDMA with like a bunch of 16-year-olds. And I was like, what? 
And she was like, haha, yeah, like, lol, don't judge me. And I was like, so this, like, this isn't a weird joke? Like, what are you doing? She's like, we're all fucked up. I'll mess you later. And, like, I guess she was just hanging out with a bunch of 16-year-olds doing M. And I was like, we're in, we're, we're in our 20s. It does what sound you like you're judging her, though. And she did ask you not to. Oh, I chose not to acquiesce to her request. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, Nope, you can't. Someone oh. asks you not to judge them. You legally have to not judge them. Damn. Well, I guess I'm. I gotta go date her now. We got Sorry, him, boys. Uh, Round them, boys. Uh, Round them up. I was just like, why would you do that one? Why would you mess me that too? And it kind of just ruined the whole thing. I'm like, I'm not like, I can't imagine being on a date with someone and then being like, oh, there's a bunch of 16 year olds around the corner who can't come into this bar legally. So we gotta go meet them and then go do M. <laughs> like it's just no. So I get it. If this is a deal breaker for you, by all means, that's great. She gave you a peek behind the curtain. Use it how you will. And hey, maybe move your car for a few days if you break up. See, with I think that's the thing for me. It's just like I like I would need to know if that is that a thing of the past or is this still her main form of error and grievances? Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't want to get into a relationship with someone who are like, hey, so I've noticed that like you don't text back when I text back. And, and especially when you say you're going to. And I do worry about that. And she's just like, <laughs> like is that is that how conversations are going to go with her every time you need to like sort of solve a problem? Or like if you guys get in a fight, is she just going to puke on something you own? It's like how serial killers start with like small animals. What's to say by now she's not pooping on things? I thought you were going to say that she's now throwing up. In larger quantities on larger objects. I was like, starting with the cars. That too. Yeah, that's the thing. If she started with a car, you're going to go home and like open the door of your apartment and just the fucking flood's going to come out. It's going to be like that scene from The Shining with all the blood, but instead it's your girlfriend's vomit. I feel like this is going to be an incredibly triggering issue for people. So I'm happy to move on. Hey, sorry. I saw something in the comments that changes everything. This She did it two days ago. Hmm. She didn't do it when she was in high school, which I assumed. No, see, that's the thing. I, like, I didn't assume that it was a long time ago thing. Oh, no, it was two days prior. Wow. Sorry. I don't know why. I just kind of filled in the gaps. It was like, when she was 15, she did a dumb thing. I don't know, man. That's weird. That's real weird. It was already weird. But it's far weirder that she's 27 and two days ago she puked on her friend's car. You imagine I was like, hey, Dane, you want to hang out? And you were like, no. And I just like threw up on your cat next time I saw you. Yeah. I mean, does he know it was them? Because it was also <laughs> a tandem attack too, right? Wasn't it her and a friend went and go threw up over her car? Her, her friend was there. I don't know if they both did this. Uh, either <laughs> way, I think, look, unless this is like, hey, I love this. This is hilarious. I think, yeah, you could totally have this be a deal breaker, especially if the fear is that she will then perpetuate vomit crimes on your things, which I think is a, it's a possibility. A fair. Yeah. I mean like, Hey, there's a good chance that breaking up with her, as you said, like I would maybe move your car at your parents' house for a week. Yeah. Maybe, maybe put that bad boy in a garage somewhere, (laughs) get a paint job, like do a grand theft auto. So like you come out of the garage and it's now purple and she can't tell what one to puke on. Yeah, it's I, like I said, it's it's completely up to you. If if this is your level of like, if you are also living in that South Park style, he 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 vomit funny <laughs> lifestyle, then yeah, great. If you're also a Team America puppet. Yeah, you've you found your match. And if this is not for you, then there ain't no rules saying that you got to stay here, especially with like two or three weeks or whatever. Yeah, this is the best time to break up with someone. Yeah, and you can even like 
trickle. You don't even have to have like a big breakup. Two to three weeks isn't that much. Presumably, maybe you've seen like three times, like once a week. So I think you could definitely just be like peter it out and hopefully negate any any vomit attacks on your personal belongings. Sometimes when I think about him, what happened, my head hurts. And then I'm happy oh. again when I feel his presence. Oh, my God. When I first walked in and saw him, I did not like him. I did not like the seat. <laughs> then I sat down and felt, hey, he is pretty unselfish. No germs on that seat with some air. What? Then when he started giving me comfort and he was being funny, I really liked this guy. Some questions he answered, I was like sad because we are not a match, but I think he makes me happier in general. He pulls me higher just by seeing me. I feel like I did something right. When I hugged him and he hugged back, instant sparks. Something I haven't felt before. It was natural. So natural. It wasn't a loving feeling, but sparks. Even when he touched my arm, just sparks. <laughs> like bad sparks? If it's not a loving feeling? Are you touching a metal grinder? <laughs> like That could explain the stink. If it's like, maybe it's like gasoline and like, you know, the hot smell of cutting metal. Uh, there is no smell. I've not mentioned smell. Please do not bring smell into this. That's fair. It might not be the stinky X. Is this a new boy? Is this no longer Carboy or Stinky X? The first time, it was like, whatever, a naggy flamboyant man doing that. But this time, it was different. I felt the man in him. I felt him looking at me like I was a beautiful angel. This is a very different feeling. I think there may be someone else that I am longing to feel from somewhere else. But who knows? This one, the eye contact and hugs, all sparks. I think this is real. And the thought is all from fucking music and delusional. This is real. What the fuck? One of the questions is, or one of the comments of this post is, this is so interesting. What's the background to these stories? And hey, that's the worst question you could have asked. <laughs> How long is the response? Like, does it fit on a full laptop screen? Uh, it's actually very, very mundane, the answer. So I'm not going to read it. It's fair. Man, every time you read these, I feel like that's what sanity damage feels like. It actually makes my brain hurt because just the way of like constructing sentences and thoughts and like it's just so it's it's certainly something. And for those of you who might be new to the show and because we haven't done this in a while, uh, there's I can't a Reddit even remember user. how long it's been. It's been a while. There's a Reddit user who goes by the name of Better Betch. And we've been following her saga for quite a while. We referenced her last week, which made me want to check in on her because I haven't uh, I haven't done so in a while. She had an ex who was very stinky and mm. gave her a disease, uh, mm. which is unfortunate, very bad. And then uh, the ex got hit by a car and died, but then didn't die. But then wasn't dead. But then wasn't there were dead. A lot of dreams about stinky pools. Oh, tons of dreams with stinky pools and slutty girls mm -hmm. uh it, it was it's a wild ride but now it seems like she's on the rebound i like that it's a, this has been a lot more positive than some of the other ones we've read because there's far less stinky boys there's far less death fakery and like i'm i'm here for it one day we gotta have her like to a live show or something and just give her a bottle of wine i moved on from my nasty ex but the new guy isn't that much better. Same type of guy likes OnlyFans girls online. Makes me insecure and no communication for days. I feel like it's a waste of my time. But the new guy, when we meet, I feel very dramatic pull and electrical vibes. Is he also some kind of machine? 
I didn't want to fully move on from my ex, but the moment the new guy kissed me, it was full on. It was over with my ex. I can't go back. That was the first thing I thought about. I can't go back. All the work I've done. LOL. It's gone. Probably for the best. I got a bit mad at the new guy and asked him, why did he kiss me without consent? And he didn't say much. He just left. Consent is important, guys. And if somebody asks you a question like this, don't just leave. What the fuck? I felt like the new guy was just a big-ass perverted drunk. That's all I think of him now. A big-ass perverted drunk. I don't even think he was drunk. <laughs> now, was this before or after the last vaguely positive update? Is this, this the is new the, guy? This is the same guy. This is the new guy. This is, is this Sparks. the same post? No, this is another okay. post after. Damn. I For one second, I was like, this guy seems positive, And now he's a big drunk who's not even drunk. He's not even drunk. It's so evocative, though, you know? I don't even think the new guy wants anything serious with me and did that. I don't know. I was saving it for a perfect moment. Whirlwind romance. I went crazy the last few days because this man and I barely had a conversation. I need to get out of the, the better batch zone because. Yes, I, I just wanted it's to. Eroding, it's eroding my sanity. I didn't want to leave you hey, on an yeah. optimistic note because you <laughs> seemed really happy for her. And I, I just I just wanted you to know that no. No, it didn't happen that way. Unfortunately, Better Betch is still on her quest for love. I, still chasing the wrong man. I honestly think it's like, it's a YA novel that someone's just writing in a really particular style. I think so. I think it's performance art. Ready for another question? Yeah. This is a little bit long. Uh, this is by Soccer Girl. Uh, my boyfriend, 26-year-old male, and I, 22-year-old female, have a bedtime routine that used to be cute but is now killing me. Context, my sleep schedule, 10.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. I assume that's p.m. Yes, 10.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. My boyfriend's schedule, 1 or 2 a.m. to 10 or 11 a.m. Early on, after my boyfriend and I moved in together, we established a nighttime routine. 10, we get ready for bed. 10.15, in bed to cuddle and chat and connect to end the day. 10.30, I'd go asleep. I wasn't clear about this. My boyfriend does not have to go to bed at 10.30. I go to bed at that time, but neither of us have to. In fact, I prefer that he doesn't because he stays in bed and keeps me up. He chooses to go to bed with me, but then stays up for hours afterwards. I am no way forcing him to go to bed several hours earlier than he goes to sleep. It seems pretty simple and sweet, and it used to be, until my boyfriend started a new education, which messed up his sleep schedule and adopted a few bad habits. Now it's a bit of a nightmare, honestly, and I hate it. Here's how it usually goes. Problems. He's always late, then begs for more time. He'll watch TV, clean the house, etc., instead of getting ready for bed. Then come in at 10.20 or later and ask if we can start our 15 minutes from then. When I tell him no, he pouts, and we have to stay up even later to talk about his feelings. He uses this time to bring up serious issues that have been on his mind. In the past week alone, we've stayed up till 2 a.m. twice, bring up issues he brought up immediately before bed. We stayed up later than 10.30, six out of the seven days. If I go to sleep without telling him, he gets upset. A month ago, I had a long day and fell asleep at 9.45 with my clothes on and everything. At 10.20, he came in to wake me up to get upset with me that I went to bed without him because our connection time means a lot to him. He stays in bed for hours after and often keeps me up. After our connection time, he, knowing he won't fall asleep for several hours, Stays in bed, plays on his phone, reads, fidgets, etc. instead of moving to a different room. He won't let me sleep during connection time, no matter how tired I am. Just last night, I was actively falling asleep, and he blew on my face and touched me and made loud noises to keep me up. He isn't flexible about the time. I get tired at different times. He always makes a big deal when I try to move the time earlier. Just last night, I told him I've been tired because he's been keeping me up. I needed to move our time 15 minutes earlier. He resisted, then intentionally took a while to get ready for bed and begged for us to start our 15 minutes when he was ready. He often tries to initiate sex during this time, even though I've asked him not to. 
When I'm tired, I want to go to bed. I'm not the type whose horniness overpowers her tiredness. Regardless, he will climb on me, kiss me, touch me, etc. During this time, then pout and tell me how he feels rejected because physical touch is connecting. Here's what I've tried. Suggesting to move our connection time earlier. I've suggested doing this. We can both get what we need. He's denied the request, stating he prefers it to be the last thing that happens each day. I've also tried having the schedule be more strict. He disagrees, said he didn't want to feel so scheduled because that makes it seem less genuine. He also points out several times when I've been late. This whole thing sucks. I generally feel much more about control, like it's more about control than connecting. Last night, I brought several options to help work it out, and he denied them all. Today, I'm planning on telling him I want to cancel it entirely. I've had enough of this. I'm so sick of it. It's just weird. I'd like to go back to what it was originally, but I'm not sure if that is what is possible. If anyone's any insight into what might be motivating him to behave this way or what I can do to have it actually be connection time, I am open to it. I wish I knew what this medication was for, because presumably... It's a mental health thing. I'm going to assume it's a mental health thing. I, I know I've kind of been defaulting this uh, quite often, but this seems like something that needs to be addressed by a mental health professional. I think from what you've laid out, uh, you've done a lot of the necessary steps. You know what I mean? Like you've tried to make compromises. You've tried to set boundaries. You've tried. You've been clear and concise about what you want and don't want in terms of like, I don't want to have sex. And yet he still initiates or like tries to initiate every time. Like there's been a lot of boundary setting for you and it's, it's now starting to have a detriment to your mental and physical health. The fact that you're getting up at six 30 and he's keeping you up until two, yeah. you're getting four and a half hours of sleep almost every day of the week. Mm-hmm. That's rough. And it sucks that he feels that, you know, there, there are these issues in his life that, that you guys need to talk about, but you're not his therapist. And if he's capable of talking to you other times, right? Like presumably you guys, ha- this isn't the only time you guys get to spend together. Here's a little uh, more on that uh, a comment. We are with each other and talk to each other all day. We both work from home in the same room even. So like, it's not like that 15 minutes is the only time they get. Yes. In a day. Yeah. Because I was going to say, if, if it was that, if that's all the time that you have to spend together and you don't do anything else, but this like, connection time that's a failing on your part as a couple that like you guys need to schedule time to like do something other than this because i understand why someone would become very dependent on that kind of connection if that's all they're getting like if all you're getting is an allotted 15 minutes a day to be with someone you care about i get it but to reserve to like fully know that there is something bothering you and then be like i'm not going to talk about this and instead i'm going to wait and keep you up until 2 a.m despite the fact that I know you have to be up at 6.30 a.m. It shows from his stance, like it shows a lack of empathy. It shows a lack of care about your consent, about your mental health, about your physical health. There's a lot of disregard on his end of the the issue. And I'm sure if I really want to nitpick, I could find things that you're doing wrong. But I think that the main problem here is the fact that he's putting all of his needs way before yours and your needs aren't even being considered. And that is yeah. a a terrible, terrible position, especially to want to bargain from, right? Like to, to start a conversation of being like, hi, I don't want to do this anymore. If he's already not listening to your needs, he's probably not going to listen to what you're saying. Yeah, that's the thing. And you're right. Like maybe... It's, it's interesting that it starts with the medication. So I would wonder, like, maybe is it to do with whatever it's treating or a side effect of the medication? 
that's possible. Either way, like he should still give a fuck about you and what you say. And it seems that he's very specifically going out of his way to avoid giving a fuck about you. And that sucks because sleep is one of those things that's like, it's not a negotiable. Like you really need it in, in every way. And it's like the thought of somebody fucking with my sleep schedule, you know, it sucks when it happens in a non purposeful like inadvertently. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It, I could I couldn't even handle it if it was someone doing it on purpose or just like willfully disregarding things I was saying about it. I would fucking hate that. So Dave made a good point. You've kind of been doing all the right stuff. I don't know exactly how strict you've been about these chats or whether you've been like kind of mentioning it and just like letting the issue slide. That's up to you. If you want to, you could revisit it firmly. I would say right now you say, Hey, for the next week, again, if this is, if you don't want to jump ship immediately, which I think is fine because you've had a week of him trampling all over his care for you uh, and your self care. But like, if you want to continue with this, try to work it out. I would say first step is okay. Look last week, six fucking days out of seven. I didn't even get to bed by the time I want to go to bed to. Two of them, I was up and got like four fucking hours of sleep. So for this week, I need to sleep. We're not going to do our connection time. Just no, you know, no half and half. No, like, oh, I'll do it with you. And then he shows up late. No, whatever. Just like, yeah, we're just not going to do it this week. Like, I really need my rest. And see if he fucking freaks out. Maybe that's a time to have a conversation. More than likely, that's another red flag that shows that this isn't going to work. Yeah. Right. But if you can dial it back for a week, maybe then you can start to, you know, if you can respect that boundary, because then there's no gray area, right? Where it feels like with a lot of these compromises, he's like pushing and, you know, moving the goalposts a little and like just trying to, which could be a personality thing, could be a super red flag, not giving a fuck about you thing. Either way, it's very easy to see in a cut and dry, we're just not going to do it thing, right? Because you need your sleep and it's like, I don't know, I, I don't like sleep rules, like, I don't like when you're with someone and they're like, oh, I don't want to go to bed by myself. Like, you have to come to bed now because there's nothing worse than going to bed when you're fucking not tired. Right? Yeah. And also vice versa. Like, if you're trying to sleep and someone's in bed fucking around, like, that sucks for you. So, I don't know. I think the next step is you need to cut it off for a week for your own sanity and also to see if he can handle that and really, really talk about it and be clear. Like, be hardcore about it. And that's, again, if you want to continue with this because... I think at this point, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think you do have to sort of like go toddler or new puppy route of being like, I've told you I don't want to do it this week. I understand that it's important to you, but I need to recap or like, you know, re-up on my sleep that I missed all last week. All last week, you disregarded my needs. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's only fair that I refocus and focus on my needs this week. Unfortunately, that means that your needs are going to have to be put on pause for a little bit. You seem to have no problem doing that to me last week. So cool. And then be like, I'm going to go to bed now. And you go to bed. And if it's if he goes over and he starts like hemming and hawing and sighing and, and moaning and fidgeting, just I know it sucks. You're not going to get sleep again. Just power through it. Don't talk to him. Just leave him. Yeah. Right. Treat him like a puppy in a crate who's crying. And this is your, and it sucks to treat a partner like that. I don't like giving this advice, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a good way to gauge where you're at. Because I think if you then address it the next day and be like, I did not sleep well because you kept trying to wake me up or blowing in my face or anything like that. Be like, mm -hmm. I asked you very clearly, I would like to get some sleep tonight and you didn't let me. 
Yeah. Right. And then, then you can like, then you go bad dog. Now, then you use your mean voice and be like, you didn't let me. Why? Like, what do you, what, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Right. And why because, do you not care about me? Why are you actively yes. going against the things I want and need? Like, what's up with that? What is it about these requests that you are so unwilling to? And if the answer is, I want this, I want that, mm-hmm. then be like, okay, unfortunately, it does not seem like you're in a place in your life that you can work with another person. And that's yeah. fine. You know, like we all go through phases of times where like we're not ready to accommodate our lives for another person. Yeah, but it also means that's not a relationship you should be in. Yeah. Or and him, it's like for that matter, but that's what I mean. Like if if this guy is only with you because he needs that 15 minutes of of comfort time, of connection time, or like even more specifically, he's only with you to satisfy his will, his needs. Because like at that moment that's what it is, but I'm sure this doesn't stop during the day just in different ways, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. If all he cares about in this relationship is him and his needs, and like you're trying to tell him something important and he's like, but I need my 15 minutes at the end of the day, even if that means you don't get to sleep, like fuck him. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, a, and you can translate this issue, which is why I think it's important to talk about. You can translate this. Obviously, this isn't something that most couples are dealing with, but if it's making dinner together or whatever, you know what I mean? Like if, if for whatever reason you're, you have a thing where it's like, oh, at eight o'clock, we have dinner together every night. And for whatever reason, your partner has now started like having after work drinks and showing up late, but is mad if you've eaten without them. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and starve because you're out being social. Mm-hmm. It can it's translate to anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so very any sort of it's very toxic. He clearly doesn't give a fuck about you. So it's like, again, I would probably not even try to address this because it seems like you have. But if you feel there's room to be more specific, more firm, by all means, give it the old college try. And if it doesn't go well, then I would get the fuck out of this relationship because you don't need a partner that doesn't give a fuck about you and you do need sleep. So, yeah, I think you need to, if you do want to give this a try, you need to be very clear about your needs because a lot of this does seem like reactionary to him and what he wants. So don't be like, hi, I'm doing this because you, it's like, no, I'm doing this because I, Yeah. I need to sleep. I'm tired. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately you might have to like, these are the things that I need right now. Yeah. And if he's not willing to, to lend you those things and it's the same thing again in any relationship and it doesn't have to be dramatic and it doesn't have to be purposely malicious. Mm-hmm. If your needs aren't getting met in a relationship, and the other person isn't willing to work on it with you to meet, make those those needs get met, then it's not a relationship that serves either of one of you. Yeah. Right? If if one person feels like hot garbage for whatever reason, either they're not being sexually satisfied, they're not getting enough sleep, they're not getting enough attention, whatever. If one person's needs aren't being met in a relationship, it's not a relationship. It's codependency. Mm-hmm. And like maybe this is a a moment for you to like grow and learn as well. Because like, I think you probably need to set better boundaries. You say he's late and he begs for more time. I tell him, no, he pouts. We have to stay up later to talk about his feelings. Say, no, don't talk about his feelings. Ignore when he pouts. You know what I mean? He bring, he uses this time to bring up serious issues. Say, Hey, I'm tired. I can't do this. If he pressed yeah. me like, look, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm tired. Like we could talk about this tomorrow if you want. 
but I have to go to bed right now. But I go to sleep without telling him he gets upset. It's like, okay, then you need to be like, again, don't address it when you can't, right? If it's nighttime and he's upset, you'd be like, hey, I have to go to bed. I, we can talk about this tomorrow if you want. And then the next day, be firm. Be like, why were you upset? I told you I need to go to bed. Like, is that hard to understand? If he wakes you up, say, hey, you can't do that. I need to go to bed. Like, be firm. Set boundaries. I think that might be a problem here, too. And be like, hey, if you want to go to bed, go to bed. If you don't, do you mind leaving the room so I can sleep? Like, these are all very, very simple things. And, like, if you're unable to communicate them or he's unable or unwilling to, like, honor them, there's going to be a huge problem here. Yeah. And, And like I said, like, unfortunately, it sounds like this guy has... Like it's it sounds awful, like almost infantile, mm-hmm, yeah. Right, like the the way that kids fucking deal with bedtime of stomping around, having to fight them to like brush their teeth and oh, shit. Like, sure. if I'm in a relationship, I don't want to feel like I'm your parent, and that's what it sounds like here, and that sucks. I would like to know like what your your sex life is like as well. You know, like I would I would love to see the rest of this relationship because I imagine it probably can't be good. And if it's not good, like I don't understand why you're still together other than, you know, sunk cost fallacy or, you know, it's hard. It's it's difficult to break up with someone you live with, et cetera, et cetera. But you definitely need to do a hard look at being like, is this relation ser- or relationship serving me? And if it's not serving you, you need to get out. Yeah. I had a dream. No. <laughs> A stinky dream? Such a stinky, stinky dream. Here's, no, I don't want to do this one. We've already done some pretty not fun questions. Do you have a, do you have a lighter question? It's, yeah, it's pretty normal. Okay. This is okay personality 9856. Men who are looking for something serious slash long-term, would you still try to have sex on the first date? I have a couple of dinner dates coming up and all are by the men's homes. Should I assume this is because they want to sleep with me after? I've had two dates like this in the past and each time the guy asked me afterwards if I want to come over. Should I assume that guys who schedule first dates near their home are trying to hook up after? And if they do hook up after, should I assume they're not looking for anything serious? Men would appreciate your perspective. Of course, I could just ask these guys what they're looking for, but I have not found that to be a clear indicator in the past. All these guys already have looking for relationship checked off in their Bumble profiles. Well, the thing is, is you are very, very lucky that hopefully these guys will listen to you. If they say, hey, do you want to come back to my place? You can say, no, thank you. Well, I don't even think that's the point here. Right. But like if because the the other idea is just like sex equals not wanting a relationship. Yeah. Which I think is just emphatically wrong. Yeah. This is clearly something she's unsure about. So this has no bearing. Like I, I don't say, oh, I like this person. I'm not going to sleep with her. That's the opposite thought. It's like I'm far more likely to sleep with you if I like you. And if I like you, I'm more likely to date you. There's no world in which I sleep with someone and go, oh, definitely not going to date them now. Like, what? Well, you know what I mean? I think there is a world. <laughs> no, as in just for that reason. Yes. I mean, yes, I, there are people I sleep with I don't want to date and people I, well, there's no one I date I don't want to sleep with, which I almost said. Uh, but yes, what I mean is like for that reason, it's not like that would either tick the box or be the reason why. Like, no, that's insane. That's not to say that there aren't people who are going to try to go to dinner with you, have sex with you, and then, like, ghost you. For sure. Those people exist, for sure. But you can't operate under the assumption that, like, 
that's what's going to happen. And if it becomes a common thread, then perhaps you need to tailor, like you might need to, like you're the common denominator in that situation. So perhaps the people you are going after are a very yeah. specific type of person. Mm-hmm. Again, not trying to be slut shaming or anything, but like it's it's a pattern, right? We, we all date in patterns generally. Oh, so sure. if you There's... notice that if you constantly keep finding yourself in the same situation with a similar type of man over and over and over again, you do need to do a little self-reflection and be like, okay, are we going to assume that every man is like this? Or perhaps <laughs> my my scope is only looking at these types of men. Yeah, for sure. Like I've been in like negative cycles in dating and had to kind of like reevaluate the people I'm hanging out with and hooking up with and the red flags I'm ignoring and stuff like that. So I think it's a pretty good piece of advice in general. A few things. So one, obviously, there's no reading into it. There's no guidelines here where it's like, oh, yeah, you if you fuck someone on the first date, it means you don't like them. That's wild. But two, it's like you should be having sex for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like if you want to have sex, have sex. If you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. And that should be it. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be this like trading chip in the game of dating right it shouldn't be like oh when do i cash in the sex that i can provide so that someone will date me like that's such a miserable way to look at sex and it's such a miserable way to be because you're just like this weird product or something like what are you doing yeah so like i said like originally like what i said i think also like has bearing on this where like if you don't want to go home with someone don't go home with someone and you're welcome to like if you're nervous about trying to like gauge what they're into if you're just like oh i'm not super like i like to get to know someone a little bit more before i have sex or Mm -hmm. before i go back to someone's place that is a completely okay stance to have and you also then get to see how they react to that. 100%. Hopefully you're still in a place that's safe and hopefully you're not relying on them to drive you home or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should always have a backup plan and never rely on your date to be your sole way of oh, for sure. getting home safely. That just throw that little advice to the side. If you if he's like, oh, hey, I just live up the street. Do you want to come back to my place? And you're like, ah, oh, no, thank you. Like I had a great time, but you know, I like to get to know someone a bit more before I go back to anyone's mm-hmm. place. That way you're not assuming that it's a sex thing. I think in this day and age, anyone would understand that like presumably you're meeting these guys online dating because you mentioned mm-hmm. Bumble. So it's like life is scary. Yeah, that's so, a very, very, very reasonable thing to say. And if the yeah. person has an issue with that, that's a really good way of you finding out like because even if they are looking for something serious or long term, you probably don't want it with them. Exactly. You know? Right. Let alone so if sex, you say let alone anything else. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm not comfortable right now or like I like to wait. I think that's a great way because then you're not like putting it on them. You can just be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'd like to get to know someone a bit more before I go back to anyone's place. And that way you're also not being like, I wait three dates or I have it just like it is. It's a vibe, right? Like yeah. I vibe check. And right also, now had a great time, but I, I need a bit more vibe checking to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you might fall into the trap of being like, oh, I, I don't want to have sex. And then at that point, you like the guy could easily be like, oh, we're not going to have sex, you know, which might be true, might not be true. But by then you're going back to their place and like it's a whole thing. So it's like if you don't want again, by all means, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I think this is a very good way to, as Dane said, like test the waters because yeah. you're saying I don't want to go back. And like going back to someone's place is essentially shorthand for sex in a lot of ways. And it's like if they're chill with that, great. 
You know what I mean? And if you want to go back and say you don't want to have sex, by all means, that is okay too. But I mean, this is a good way. Like if you don't want to go back, just say that. Because if you say, oh, I don't want sex, but what you mean is I don't want to go back to your place. And then they say, oh, well, we're not going to have sex. You might then be kind of like backing yourself into a corner where you have to be like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. And then you go because you don't want to look like an asshole or whatever, right? So it's a very like safe way to get out of that situation. And if someone's shitty about it, they're being completely irrational. Yeah. And white lies in those situations also never hurt. If you just like, if you don't want to go and you are getting sketch vibes, just always be like, oh, I've got a really early morning and I've I got oh, to turn sure. in for the night. Boom. Yeah. Great. Like those kind of things. We, we always promote honesty, but at the end of the day, like that's not hurting anybody. Safety trumps pretty much everything. So, and also it's, it's a fucking white lie. They're called that for a reason. You're good. At the end of the day, if you want to have sex, have sex. If you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. If you like someone, you're vibing with them and like there's passion and it, you just want to go bone down with them, go bone down with them mm -hmm. and then let things progress naturally. Don't get weird about it. Don't assume that because you guys have slept together on a first date, you're going to get married. Also, don't assume if you slept together on a first date that he's going to ghost you or that he yeah. doesn't care about you or thinks you're a whore or something mm -hmm. weird. Like, right? Like none of those, like the, there's no correlation. You might have known a man at some point in time who thought that, oh, if a woman sleeps with me on a first date, she's not wifey material. Mm -hmm. And because, guess what? You know, if that's the case, you you don't want to be that guy's wifey. So it's like it's a win-win yeah. if you sleep with him on the first date and he writes you off. Because do you really want to date someone with shitty views like that? Do you? I don't know anyone who would be like, well, slept her on a first date. Now she's worthless. Like, not at all. It doesn't fucking matter. But again, don't sleep with them on the first day if you don't want to. It's literally it boils down to do what's safe and do what you want to do. Yep. And that's, that's the only way to do it right. I think that's going to bring us into Tinder's. Oh, yeah. At the end of the episode, we like to hop on to online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, comb through the profiles, see what works, what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. This is blank, but it's a 29 year old male. And they say, I grew up ugly. So a lot of my points are in humor and sarcasm right now. I'm a nerd. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like, I get, I like the, the like, you know, RPG video mm -hmm. game reference i think it's funny um i guess it depends on what you look like now they are objectively very attractive guy <laughs> okay great so they're i think looking this well is, they're looking yeah, well this is a, a a profile that works i think if you were still sort of like in the unconventionally attractive or traditionally unattractive thing i think putting the word ugly on your profile is a detriment i yeah, think it could it could seem like unconfident and like self like it's not like the cute kind of like putting yourself down yeah it's like the bad kind of like sad putting yourself down yeah. no i think i think this guy it's very clear that he's attractive now so it's like actually kind of charming yeah and honestly you want a person who who didn't coast on good looks when they were younger you want someone who had to develop a personality mm -hmm. and he's holding a very cute dog so i can give this an eight yeah i like it i'm gonna give it an eight as well mm -hmm. this is sarah Spiritual, herbalist, learner, optimist, humble, broken human, peace <laughs> sign. Okay. Not in a rush. Rather find the right connection. I value kindness, positivity, respect, and an open mind. The rose that grew through concrete. Rose emoji. You see, you wouldn't ask why the rose that grew from concrete Jesus. had damaged petals. On the contrary, we would all celebrate its tenacity. We would all love its will to reach the sun. Well, we are the roses. This is the concrete. And these are my damaged pedals. Yeah, no shit. We figured, okay, uh, this is awful. I hate it. 
It's like a two. And it's only a two because it wasn't like openly racist or something. I would love to know if when she writes The Rose That Grew Through Concrete, is that the title of the the following segment? Like, is did you write that? Is that from something else? I, I'm assuming it's from some really cool Instagram account she follows. Yeah, maybe. Either way, not great. Uh, anyone on their dating profile that says they're a broken human. Yeah, is, that's like... And like, I'm not saying that you have to be 100% put together. We're all works in progress. You could be in therapy and, you know, as, you know, great, cool. Hey, on the same scale as like, if you said perfect human, I'd be like, okay, no. <laughs> yes. Just, it's, it's just such bad energy and, and so many red flags for me. Yeah. It's red flags, but it's also just like, if your profile is exhausting and douchey to read, I'm just imagining you're going to be exhausting and douchey. And it's like, it really, like, there's no subtlety. It's like the the rose that grew through concrete. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then it's like, because because this is how concrete. And you're like, yeah, I get it. And, and the flower, yeah, we know. But it's us. Yeah, no fucking shit. These are my dad. Yeah, fucking shut up. So no, just no, it's a two. Uh, this is Lauren. I have two pet sperms, BTW. And like an emoji of three kids. Wait, what? Lauren, 23. No, 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 no. Do you get it? Yes. Why are there three if you have two? It's just an emoji that like it's one image and just has three. Or maybe it's a mom and two kids, actually. Okay, see that makes more sense. Yeah. I thought it was like three in a triangle, not one tall standing behind them. Either way, she calls her kids pet sperms. How do you like that? I mean, that's pretty much what they are. Yeah, but do you do you enjoy that? I don't enjoy kids, so... Do you enjoy that terminology? You can call whatever the fuck you want. You don't think that terminology flavors this profile dramatically? Oh, 100%. Okay, then play with me in this field. It's a nine. (laughs) She also hates her children. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Look, if the only thing you have to talk about is... By the way, I have two kids. And then you're going to call them fucking pet sperms? That's enough for me, dog. Yeah, I'm going to have to give that a hard pass as well. Yeah, I'm going to give it like a I'm going to give it a 2 as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 2 crew currently. Here's something that like we literally just talked about. It makes me happy that it popped up. This is Genevieve. They have a bunch of like locations that I'm not going to read, presumably where they spend their time. Person in progress, still figuring out how to put together furniture properly and not leave my clothes all over the house. Looking for someone who I share a similar vibe with to enjoy each other's company. Looking for someone who enjoy company. Like, fuck off. Obviously. Again, well, it's, the, it's the same kind of deal where it's like, want someone honest. Shut up. Give me something important. Uh, I don't love person in progress. Really? I I, we literally just talked about it. Yeah, but it's weird. It, it rings of like broken human to me. Uh, okay. I, Nile is a lot spicier on this than I am. I think it's a serviceable profile. I don't think it's great, but I think that if you if you feel inclined to write broken human, I think person in progress is a better way to do it. Hey, just because it's better doesn't mean it's good. I I don't mind it. I think I think this is like a six. Oh no, it's a four. No, there's nothing in here. It's like oh, you leave your clothes around and you're bad at making furniture. Okay. And that's it. That's all you get. That's it. And you're good at saying bland shit about relationships. Wow. Well done. It's it's a four. I don't know why I hate this one so much. Yeah. Jesus. Four. You good? You good? Did you? Hey, did your owners not give you enough attention when you were a pet little pet sperm? No, they definitely didn't. Yeah, it's four. I don't know. It's like bland at best, boring in general. Uh, This one has no name, which is probably for the best. 
The next female that cheats on me, I will date your mom and become your stepfather. Go that route if you want to. I'll play your game. Laughing face. Here for women only. Want, not need. If anyone can identify as whatever the fuck they want, I identify as billionaire, genius, playboy, philanthropist, fluent in sarcasm. If you don't like Harry Potter, you're a communist. About me, Alpha, 6'4", Leo, veteran, gamer, gym enthusiast, college educated, business owner, super life, manual or die, bruh. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I bet you love this one since you hate every other profile, but this is your speed, isn't it? Just because you like the boring one. Like, way to start off with a giant red flag in your first three words. If you call women females, that's it. Yeah. You're going to have to fight hard to claw back from the one I'm giving you. And guess what? He just kept going. He just kept digging. Yeah, he instead of clawing back, he clawed down. Yeah, like a little transphobia, a little fucking ugh, just everything. It's just it's awful. It's so bad. Minus five. I wish I could like pull the stats and be like, who's saying yes to this man? Who I want to see hey. the profiles who's saying yes. No one good. I just I would just love to like I would love to see their profiles, you know, like I would love to see the 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 horde that is amassing beneath this profile in a in a like a cryptic sort of like, oh, oh, no, what's happening? I'm just going to guess there isn't. I mean, that's probably true. In most most likely is there is it's bots. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of bots. The bitterness, the bitterness alone, just like pervading this entire profile. It's like. Things aren't going well for this dude. Yeah, I, I do want to like just put a hard, hard rule of being like, gentlemen, no woman wants to be called female. Yeah. Or, or yeah. a female, right? Yeah. Like it is just there is no quicker way to repulse women on mass than referring to women as females. No one wants to hear it. Like, I see that. Like, I once served a guy at work, and he sat down. I was like, I'm waiting on two attractive females. Send them over here when you see them. And I was like, you want one more to close this out? Sure. This is Kylie. Currently fucking my manager, brackets, last pick, and deleting Tinder because I'm in love with him. (laughs) I mean, obviously, the worst profile. Like, I can't think of a like you can you can go on a racist tirade. You like you all all those things are categorically make you a bad person, but that's not to say that there isn't some idiot out there who aligns with it. You know what I mean? So like you're despite the fact that your profile might be absolute garbage and you're a garbage person, it could be serviceable to some other garbage person. But this I think is quite literally like deleting Tinder because you're in love with your manager, unavailable. No, the thing is, they didn't have to. They didn't have to update it. They could have just deleted it. So what this is is this serves as a like fire sale, like last chance. You know what I mean? I haven't deleted yet. And then they've also, I guess, either provided a picture of them fucking their manager or a picture of their manager, just so you can see who you're up against. So you could like try to get that like desperate last message in. Wait, how do you not know if they're fucking their manager or if it's just the manager? Because oh. they don't have the picture. I like, thought you meant that it was their last pick, as in, <laughs> like, no. like of, of all their options. The last picture on their profile is currently fucking my manager. So I don't know if it's currently fucking my manager, last picture is him, or last picture is of me fucking him currently. I don't know. Oh, I thought, see, the, 
this this added more spice to how bad the profile was. I thought oh, it was it's like so spicy. Like I I'm fucking my manager. It was it wasn't my first pick. In fact, <laughs> it was my last pick of people who I would like to fuck. But no, it's not quite as desperate, and it is far spicier. I just really want to know what this picture is. Is it him and her? Is it just him? Is it literally them fucking? I will say we do know she works at the Starbucks and the Panera. So it's either the manager of one of those. And I think that does flavor it. Damn, okay, that changes things for me. I got strong server energy from this. I know, right? No, it's worse. This person is also 18, so it's not a great situation in general. You see, this is this is exact I knew she was gonna be young. There's some young hot Starbucks managers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's attractive. Not if he's a Panera manager, though. No offense to anyone working Panera. No way. No way. If you're if you're a Panera <laughs> manager, your name is Greg. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. This was this was Tinder's. <laughs> if you're a Panera manager and you want to prove us wrong, send us your profile. Yeah, if you are a hot Panera manager, I would love to see it because I don't believe it. It's like baby pigeons. Never see them. Exactly. We love I you I hope guys. this is what this is how we pop off. We just, <laughs> just get flooded. Hashtag hot the, Panera. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if it just like it was one of those things where like just all Panera managers were actually hot? Maybe they are. Maybe that's it. Maybe like because I haven't seen one, I'm assuming, but it's because they can't go out front because once they stop doing the reports in back, business fucking shuts down because even the hotness of their soup and bread combo cannot compare to the hotness of their face and bod because you know they're keeping it tight. There used to be a Panera near me, but I think it's gone. So do we know anyone who works in the, I don't think we do. Fuck. I don't think so. Do you think we can just think, like... I honestly don't think anyone works in Panera. I think mm. it is a hoax. I think Panera is a hoax. Maybe. Then who's Kylie dating? Definitely young hot Starbucks guy. He probably wears yeah. a gray suit to work. Okay, we gotta go. I'm spiraling. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening, friends. That's our episode. Uh, we appreciate you spending a, an hour with us every week. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, live show, next Thursday, this Thursday, when this recording comes out Thursday, February the 16th at in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Liberty village is the neighborhood that we're in. Uh, the black sheep cocktail bar doors at eight show starts at eight 30. We're going, we're doing all the things that you love. We're telling you how to date. We're telling you how to fuck. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to laugh with you. We're going to cry with you. We're going to get drunk with you. We will have a couple spicy adult beverages. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. If you're interested, please come along. If you're not interested, come along too. Let us prove you're wrong. Yeah. But if you are interested, make your reservations. I'm, I'm yes. not kidding. Make a reservation. I don't want to be like, sorry, you have to stand for two hours. Which is fine. It'll still be fun. But It'll what I really fun. don't want is to be like, you got to go home. There ain't yeah. no room in here. We can't have you up here. Literally, Bye. the fucking fire brigade are going to come and shut us down because we got too many hot Panera managers in here. Yeah. All we actually coming might, to prove us wrong. Yeah, we might just have like a parade of hot Panera managers instead of the show. We'll see. That's our, uh, that's our halftime show. <laughs> if you're a hot Panera manager and you want to oil yourself up for a halftime show, get, get on to us. Oh, also, if you have questions for the show, hit us. Also, if you're Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities and their song Paper Stars, thank you. Ready for some bad sex writing? Yeah. This is an observation by Carmen Maria Mikado from In the Dream House. Norman Mailer once wrote, The sniffs I get from the ink of women are always, among other things, too dykily psychotic. In other words, one woman writing is mad, and a woman who loves women writing is mad squared. Hysteria and inversion. 
compounded like interest and eternally growing debt. Mailer's use of the adverb dykely suggests that for him, disinterest in his dick must be a species of psychosis. I holy shit! I all those words came at me in a way that I understood none of them. Don't read it again. It's fine. I'm just going to say that not only was it bad sex writing, I think it was also bad writing. <laughs> yes. Well, Norman Mailer is a American uh, novelist who I guess uh-huh. thinks women are awful and that lesbians are therefore doubly as awful. And he <laughs> sounds like a humble. giant piece of shit. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it just like I, I felt like I stumbled at the start of a race and I still finished. But the whole time I was like. You know those videos where people are slipping for a very long time? It was like yeah. that, where I was just slipping the entire time, and I just couldn't couldn't register anything. Uh, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Spain. And we have been your fuck buddies. <laughs>